Hey, this is Steven Tyler, and every year during Thanksgiving week... Do look like a turkey! <laughs> Baby, pass a gravy! <laughs> Do look like a turkey! You can win a dinner with me during Thanksgiving week, thanks to WBCN and Strawberries! All you got to do is bring a can of food to any Strawberries Records and Tapes location. Then we'll donate it all to the Boston Food Bank. <laughs> WBCN will choose five winners, each with a guest, to pass the gravy baby and to get down and jam with the candied yams. Ow! At Michael's Waterfront Restaurant on Atlantic Avenue, the place with after-dinner shuttle service to the theater district. My, 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 my. So come on, feed the needy. And win a dinner with me, Steven Tyler! Just drop off a can of food at Strawberries today and thank you. From all of us in Aerosmith and everybody at The Rock, WBC! Ignore that. Even though every white guy impulse in me wants to continue <laughs> the singing of the song. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit... You want to start podcasting, genius? So, Biff, you go to a Thanksgiving or a Christmas, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a holiday party. I forgot the war on Christmas. We're fighting so violently. Biff, you I, go- I was going to say that uh, I, I don't celebrate the, you know, the the murder and colonization of indigenous people. I, gosh, bless you. <laughs> you say so you go to a holiday party and a three-year-old comes over and first gives you an oatmeal cookie. Then he gives you a chocolate chip cookie. And then he gives you a sugar cookie. What okay. do you have? I have three cookies. No, I was going to say the flu. <laughs> See, because because three year olds and the Christmas and flu. Okay, all right. You know what? <clears throat> Let me, let me <clears throat> rough crowd. The crowd's rough when you see the dancing girls. Okay, so so Thanksgiving. So Biff, at Thanksgiving, the farmer's wife is inside, you know, you know, making nineteen courses, and here walks in the farmer with a turkey under his arm, and he says, "This is the pig I've been having sex with," and his wife turns to him and says, "That's a turkey, you idiot," and the farmer says, "I wasn't talking to you." Talking to you, I knew where that was going. Yeah. It's sad that I knew where that was going. I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed. Oh, you know what? It's just good that it's just the two of us today. Biff. Just the two of us. If we can make it, just we try. Just the two of us. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I don't want anybody just coming on into the podcast, judging me for my <laughs> jokes, and just giving me dirty looks. I I don't need that. I mean, you know, I mean maybe maybe if that person was like more co- you know comically inclined it would be okay. Right. <laughs> oh, hi everybody. 
just thought I'd waltz in and here I was taping my special next door and I thought I'd see how you guys were doing holding up. How are you guys doing over there, boy? I'll tell you. Doing, doing a lot better now that you're here, Joe. I'm well, not going to lie. I can't we stay were looking long. for somebody more comically inclined than Jock. I can't stay long. I got uh, I got Ann Jillian waiting for me in the back there. So I got to. Is Ann Jillian still alive? Yes. Okay. Yes, she is. We, you know, we need to do one of these, you know, we have to have a quiz, like, you know, dead or alive quiz of these obscure, you know, yeah. 70s and 80s actors. Well, the, you know, the, the great MTV game show, Remote Control, used to have dead or Canadian. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I used to be so good. I used to be so good on that show. Like, I would watch it and, and I like, especially the final video thing, I would just be roasting the guys like, you idiot, you idiot, you idiot, you know, like, I, yeah, it's so sad. And as we talked, the, the day that they just the contestants was so bad, they're like, "You're all leaving. Nobody wins. Goodbye." No. And they just okay. This, this is this is how bad my addiction to that show is. Not only do I remember that show, there was a chick wearing glasses that got to the final round, and the video that she couldn't get was you know the the artist was. Robert Cray. I know to that detail. This is how bad I am. I thought it was Howard Jones, but maybe. Uh, so, I mean, it's so Joe after the podcast, you know, maybe we'll watch some more remote control. Anyways, hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. <laughs> this is your good old pal, Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. I don't know what you are to me, but this is Biff. This is your mortal enemy, Joe. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, Thanksgiving, you know, was just last week. Um, like you well, said, in this country, like you said, Biff, that you know you don't usually celebrate it. Uh, we don't really celebrate it either for the same reasons. Yeah, I'm not really celebrating the genocide of Native Americans. Um, Actually, it's also because I'm not a you know citizen of this country, so like <laughs> it's just a day off for me. You Thank have you, you right. have um. By the way, you have a. Uh... Thanksgiving too up in Canada. It's in October. Have, yeah. Well, okay. So, so, so my my country has has its own his my my official country Japan has its own history of colonization and genocide. But you know we don't actually have a celebration for that. So, uh, yeah. No, we we you know we spike the ball whenever we can. Uh, so so. Uh, but but I'm ready for uh for Christmas, and I know. I know you've seen it because I've made you, Biff, see the uh, videos and the pictures of my home Christmas mashup nightmare before yeah. Christmas. But Joe, Joe yeah. got to see it in person. Thoughts? How, how lucky of you. <laughs> it really does deserve uh, a, a, an, an in-person visit. It doesn't. The pictures <laughs> don't do it justice. Um, you know, it helps find the house at, at it night. Does, yes. And I, I so I was out, and I'll post more pictures, but... Uh, long story short, we have one of those twelve foot skeletons. We keep it out year round. We do different things with it for the different seasons. We were gonna throw out an old bar table that we had down at the pool, and we're like, "Wait a minute, we just got a few new skeletons for Halloween. Why don't we do something?" So we have a Halloween, uh, a Christmas skeleton party. Then there was forty five mile gust the other day, and they got blown over, which I thought was awesome because it gave me the ability to post new pictures saying no more drinking at the skeleton <laughs> party. It goes right through them. Uh, Would you say it's a dead man's party? There you go. Thank Who you. could ask for more? <laughs> you know, and and the wife came home one day and she's like, she saw it, she loved it, and then she's like, wait, is that a different arm? Because I I went and bought like a two dollar. 
three string guitar from this place called Savers. It's kind of like a Salvation Army. And I have one sitting in chair playing guitar. But the way it has to hold a guitar, it can't get the other arm around it. So we have old skeleton remains from Pascal all over the yard. And so I Is just this skeleton grabbed... remains like a redundant. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know? <laughs> and so I taped it on and she's like, How much time did you spend on this? And and this, this look. I'm speaking only to the F and H guys and Joe right now. You're From, only always speaking to the F and H guys. That's the, all, that's the only thing. Actually, Joe. it's funny because uh, there was a couple people just recently who I was very surprised. You know, a really good friend of mine, you know, Brandon, um, really good friend. When he was like, "Yeah, I was listening to this," I was like, "Wow, that was great." Uh, but in F and H, there was a first star jersey for a while. Uh, Taylor always did a great first star Jersey presentation. And of course, all-star Tommy wanted as usual. He comes in the next weekend and this was the first time he sewed a patch on it. And it became a thing every, when you want yeah. it, you sewed a patch. but the first time Tommy did it, it was on it so perfectly. And his wife comes home and sees him methodically <laughs> sewing it. And she's like, there are lights in this house that have been burned out for six months, but you have the time to sew this patch on. No, he made the time. He made the time. It is one of the great stories. So, it is. so the wife comes home and she was like, oh my God. And then a couple of days later, you know, I just, I kept, look, more than one person has called me Clark Griswold. In the last couple <laughs> weeks. And all I can say is guilty as charged. But as far as Thanksgiving goes, uh, I did go to, to my mom's for the first time in, in many years just for dessert. It was fine. It was nice seeing people. Um, you know, so you know, so, so you're saying your mom did not make the tofurkey. <laughs> uh, no, she actually offered. I have a I have a niece yeah. who's also a vegan. Um you know, but we just went over and it it was it was lovely. It was uh -huh. great. It was about an hour, hour or so. But I sent you guys videos and I posted online. Yeah. My family, I come from a long line of gamblers. And yeah. and I, I don't say that jokingly, my grandfather, and I I won't get into it. But as a kid, these Thanksgiving parties and these Christmas parties we would have and this regular get togethers, my mom and her five siblings and their significant other, a couple neighbor, a friend, there'd be 12, 15 adults playing card games. And they would always start off like this thing called Penny Annie type thing. These, these pots would grow to several hundred dollars. There was never not a fight. Nobody, <laughs> no adult was sober by midnight and the games usually went to two or 3 a.m. But luckily up until the mid eighties, all but one of my uncles was a at least a pack a day person. So oh, so oh uh, it was so I'm upstairs, yeah. you know, talking to talking to my cousin, you know, uh, the Saturday Night Live guy. Yeah, I'm I'm name dropping. I'm so proud. He's the greatest, funniest, you know, and, and his partner. And all of a sudden my mom's like, you know, handing me three dollars. She goes, You know, Grayson, Grayson won't do it. Give him the money. I'm like, money for what? She goes, Oh, we're, we're doing the games downstairs. Like, like I was supposed to know that she was indoctrinating my son into gambling who wasn't. And then he went Grooming! She's grooming! And so, and then he, you know, they did. They, you know, they played this game. Uh, it was fun, but it was the aunts and uncles, and there's no letting you win. And, you know, he ended up winning like a $60, you know, pot. And and uh, yeah. he was so excited. I'm like, okay, well, you, you know you're supposed to give grandma her $3 back for spot you, and it's usually like a $10, you know, you know, 
little, little Vic, a little something for the effort. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that sounds fair. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, like, like I did not mean to pass this knowledge <laughs> on to the next generation. Because the things that I, like, I never gamble. Um, but the things I know about how the world works growing up running football carts with my uncle all through the 70s who, you know, the one uncle who didn't smoke was the one who, he ran the football carts for somebody yeah. with no neck and a bent nose, <laughs> and he was the guy who showed up and collected. As far back as I can remember, I always yeah. wanted to be a gangster. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he had a pimp car. It was it was yeah. this big tank Buick. My uncle yeah. was a big guy. Yeah. Uh, and and I, you know that's a story for the other day. But no, my, well, my so, son's gambling. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I touched on this a little bit in our texting, but. So one of the things that I grew up with gambling wise is that so the Japanese many Japanese love mahjong, which everybody thinks is that thing of matching the tiles on the front. You know, the actual mahjong game is kind of like a gin rummy type of a game, but there's points involved, and there's a rounds involved, and there's winning involved. But there is a, it is a gambling thing, and it is there's a Chinese version that is the original version that they have their own rules, and we there's a, a Japanese variant. But my dad used that as um as a kind of a team building thing um, <laughs> because and, and when I say that it, it was really legitimately what that was where uh, my dad opened a hotel in Toronto and brought over a bunch of Japanese nationals into Toronto where there wasn't, you know, they were, you know, for many of them first time in a foreign country, you know, period, and definitely didn't speak much English and it was hard for them, right? They were essentially, you know, immigrants in a you know different country kind of a thing. And so my dad literally hosted, we had somebody over pretty much every night, but weekends, weekends were nuts. And we, you know, we typically had like on, on big nights, we had like a seven or eight table. So, you know, like 32 people playing Mahjong at the same time. And when I was younger, it was my job to make sure that everybody had their drinks. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. right. Yeah. Seven, right? seven. But then as I got coming. older, Hey, you should learn this game. And then, and, and then essentially if we were, you know, because these, this game was specifically, a game you had to play in fours. If we were ever short a table, I said, "Hey, we need a fourth on this table." And like my older brother, my 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 brothers and I were essentially be plucked in to play, you know, to fill in these tables. So that became our thing. So we were indoctrinated that way. And how Thank do you, you very much. and if we've talked about this in the past, Biff? You and one of your other brothers were very good at math very quickly, yes. <laughs> and your yes. dad kind of, you know, the, the fix was in sort of speak and, and well it's it's yeah well no it's not so much that it's like the deal was so the the way it worked was that if i had to fill in a seat um you know the stakes were you know certainly much higher than i could afford as a you know 13 14 year old so the if if i ever lost then my dad would cover but if i won i got to keep the winnings that was kind of the kind of the understanding and you know, my older brother and I were kind of mathematically inclined, and there's a lot of math involved in this, and a lot of you know probability involved in this, and we were dealing with a bunch of drunk people because yeah, you know, helps, I mean, I wanted I wanted to participate, but you know, to, there's a kind of a degree where, you know, they're not going to serve me alcohol. Let's just say so. <laughs> we had the two sober kids just freaking, you know, you know, just you know, roasting on these you know drunken adults, and I would you know. At the time, I would, you know, like I, I could like make like a forty dollars, or like on a good night, I made like eighty dollars on a good night. Nice. So no, our family didn't have any uh, qualms if you're sitting at the table and yeah, you have a little bit of 
whatever adult beverage is on either side of you. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, and like I said, it's like my my family um drank and were volatile and also really close. So that is shocking to hear, Josh. You would fight? No, every both of next you, you're going to tell me you come from an Irish family or something. Both, both of you <laughs> know. And, and and the few people who listen to the podcast who haven't met my 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 mom and some other people in my family are always shocked when I say and they think I'm joking. I'm the quiet one. <laughs> like like I you know I don't I don't rank in the top five. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You um, know it it is shocking. It, 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 you know and like you know Jock is known to uh, be you know hyperbolic at times but in this particular case it's freaking true it's kind of wacky <laughs> so so biff let's stop talking about your time in canada let's start talking about my time in canada <laughs> um, sure so i you know you know joe and i have a very good friend uh who's up in montreal right now and uh where management my management is away on a business trip in chicago uh the boys and i were supposed to go out there you know, I ended up getting a curveball thrown our way. So again, it wasn't worth the time to drive out and come back. So I told this friend who, you know, uh, life threw them a curveball are up in Montreal. It's like, you know, what? I'll come up for a day or two and it's an easy drive up there. Uh, so I took my little guy. It was, it was, a, it was a win for everybody. Cause our 15 year old got to stay at home and just, have the snacks he wanted and play video With games. Adult supervision, and, of and, course. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, we did have a couple of people coming by just making sure that, you know, I mean, the, the thing is when I was 15 there, it was different. Oh, let's, yeah. let's just say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, there was a good chance. Like there, there was alcohol and my mom was going to be a grandmother early with just <laughs> different ages. But, uh, but so, so my little guy and I at 12, we drove up. Um, anybody who's not made the drive from, from, you know, Boston to Vermont or, or to Montreal is missing out on so many things. It's also, it's one of those things. If you live in Southern California and you haven't drive driven up PCH to San Francisco and, and it's, it's completely different, but it's the same where you turn a corner. And I said to my 12 year old at one point, I'm like, does it feel like we're driving through a postcard? <laughs> and he's yeah. Like, yeah, it really does. It's mountains. Yeah. It's you go up a mountain, you turn a corner, and then there's this pristine lake. And off in the distance, you see like one house and a cabin. And it's just it, it, it was great. And, and Montreal has a real European feel, you know, because it's French speaking and just the architecture is so old. And nobody bathes. And, and, and <laughs> but but we did. I uh, so we stayed. You know, we we met a friend. Um, it's really funny because I couldn't find parking. Uh, we're meeting at a restaurant downtown, and my buddy's like, "Oh, why don't we meet here?" And he lives really close to that, but he had forgotten. Oh wait. It's Friday. It's six o'clock, and he's obligating me to try to find parking in Midtown Manhattan at that time. So I keep going, and um, I oh here's a parking sign, and and we turn, and we go down a, an alley that got sketchier and sketchier. There used to be a parking structure there that has been leveled. Was it was it named Le Crime Alley? <laughs> Did I tell you this? Because my little guy honestly says. 
Papa, this looks like the place Bruce Wayne's parents were killed. I swear to Batman, he says that. And there used to be a parking structure there. They must have taken it down and building a new one. But we keep going. Finally, I turn. I see a parking sign. I, and as I go to pull in, I realize it's a hotel. Oh, it's a double tree. Oh, this is the exact double tree hotel we stayed in when we decided to go up for Thanksgiving in 2019. I'm like, well, oh, there you go. It's like it, the world has like 12 people and like two. So we did. Um, I, I, I kind of rained a little bit on our friend's parade because um, when we were talking, you know, when, when her husband and I text about where we're going to meet, I'm like, well, don't forget me and the little guy are vegetarian. He goes, oh, well, his wife is a vegan. She got this great place. I mean, it was it was fantastic. It was worth the half hour trying to find parking. Right. <laughs> and and oh, by the way, when we parked in the lot, we couldn't. It was like if you're staying in the hotel, it's these two levels. If you're just parking, it's the bottom two levels. We couldn't find our way out. Um, no signs in English. And there was one sign that looked like an exit sign to stairs and it let you to a stairwell. But once you go through the door, you can't get back in the parking structure. So you have, you're forced up these two flights. And as we get to the door, I noticed it's alarmed. And I'm like, well, buddy, cover your ears. <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we just walked out and, and he's looking back. I'm like, dude, you don't look back. Right. You know, you know, it's like an explosion. You just keep walking. Have you not watched die hard <laughs> and so i was gonna say expendables but sure yeah okay you know we could, we could go down and so at dinner and it was fantastic he was saying can we go to mcdonald's and i'm like dude we'll go to mcdonald's on the way out of here tomorrow and and i turned to them i'm like yeah he's so excited because he can eat the mcdonald's french fries in canada and she's like why can he eat them in french in canada i'm like oh fries in the united states yeah aren't vegetarian they're not they're not vegan they're not even vegetarian yeah. she's like what and i ruined yeah. her world because she <laughs> she has been eating them for the last oh my goodness having, so, dude, yeah. unless you know why yeah. would french fries not be vegetarian <laughs> yeah you, you know you have to oh oh dude that apple's not vegan you know listen listen you know the sad sad reality is you know, meat is delicious, right? That's the sad reality, right? For people who are vegetarian vegans, you know, we as humans find that thing delicious. And it's it's like a lot of, lot of like, it's, yeah. So it is unfortunate that McDonald's chooses to do that in this country. I don't know why they, sh they don't need to, but they do. Everything should taste like a burger at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? I, I, I haven't right. had pancakes in a while. I come out smelling like one. But uh, so so uh, and I just you know so that was fun. Um, you know w you know we saw. So you're saying you didn't have the Montreal smoked meats there. I did not. <laughs> I, I did not. But the candy we we stopped off on the way out. And Wait, did you have the bagels at least? Two hundred. Oh yeah, dude. There, there's a bagel yeah. place in downtown Montreal yeah. that management found last time, and it was like, oh, this this is this is. New York City level, good bagel. It's a, it's a different animal though, right? It, it's they're a little chewier. Yeah, you know, um, but they were great. The candy's great. We loaded up on that, uh, dude. The fast food is just better. Like Tim Hortons has like more options. Like this, I can't even say because it was in French, but it was this jalapeno bread with cream cheese inside. And it's like, wait a minute, how are you guys not all fat too? <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't eat four of them. What do they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Montreal? Uh, 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 Royale with Royale cheese. with cheese. A Le Big Mac. Oh. And so, but but there was. 
I'm just here to make movie references. No, please. Don't mind me. No. Uh, but I just put this on Twitter. Um, Biff, Biff, your homeland, your second homeland, you know, my <laughs> beloved Canada, uh, things aren't the same. We, we There was one thing that I couldn't find that my wife's friend wanted, this certain cake. And as we're, we're last exit before the border, I pull over because I'm going to get him fries one more time. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, there's a Timmy's there. And uh, and there's a, a a grocery store. Like, I don't know if it's a big chain or a chain, but there's a grocery store. I go in, the sweetest girl behind the register. I show the picture. I'm like, can you help me find these? <clears throat> and she does. She puts a clothes sign on the register, comes, and, and these cakes that my wife's friend wanted. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't really drink anymore, but Joe's probably coming over. I'm going to get us a six-pack of Molson. I walk over to the freezer section. There's no Molson. Freezer? Oh, the I'm sorry, the refrigerated <laughs> section where, where all that's the beers. what you're rotten. Well, yeah. and I saw all the beers here, and I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking, yeah. I'm, dude. What's worse, Biff? I'm gonna ask you because you're more of a beer connoisseur. Biff, what's worse, the fact that there was no Molson or the fact that there was PBR? What has happened to Canada, Biff? That's that, that's pretty weird. It's, it's well, they just sold yeah, other Molson. That is weird. It wasn't like an empty spot where, you know, because it is Saturday, everyone's stocking up for hockey yeah. in Canada. Dude, and I'm like, okay, there's no Molson. That's bad. That but you weird. do have PBR. So I, I PBR. just put it on Twitter under the Carnival Personnel account, and I put, oh, at Canada. So it went to the whole country. What has happened to thee? And I put a picture. You have Paps Blue Ribbons. I mean, I know there's Canadian rednecks. I get that. Mm. But... Oh, uh, it was, it was, uh, I'm not going to say it ruined the trip, but I'm not, not going to say it didn't ruin the trip. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, national nightmare is over and that you're back <laughs> in the good old US of A. So l- let me, let me talk a little bit about, uh, Joe's people that I do like. So uh, it's funny because I had a meeting the other day. Wait, what is Joe's people? <laughs> I don't know I'm what he's got. I don't know where he's going. Sexy. <laughs> You know, it could, it could okay. be sexy people. Nerd! It could be funny people. Uh-huh. It's not so much your people, but adjacent to your people. It's, I know where you're going. It's so I racist. I had a, our friend of the podcast, Ronick. Oh, I had a phone call with Ronick and Paul, the, the pumpkin carving guy, Paul, um, crafters and creators. Mm-hmm. His YouTube channel has blown up a couple hundred oh, subscribers. Nice. Dude, they are now getting, it, it, it's carvers and creators at on YouTube. They do a live weekly show. Um, they're getting Academy Award winning set designers. They're getting nice. Emmy Award winning artisans calling them saying, hey, my other buddy did your show. I'd love to come on type thing. Nice. So I had a call with him and Ronick about something. And uh, and and, she, and it got pushed. And so I was now running errands, getting ready. And she's like, where are you? And I showed her. Uh, I didn't have a beard before we went to Qatar in 2014, and I kind of grew it out thinking, nah, maybe I'll fit in a little bit. Maybe I won't stick out as much. I stuck out. Uh, but that's where I, I, I don't shave, like once every three or four weeks. And uh, since I started shaving, you know, I think when I was 26, I always looked like I ran through Bob Dwyer. Uh, but I found this Brazilian tiny, it's not the size of the little office Joe and I are in. And 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 in Qatar, these 
four or five guys had like a walk-in closet shaving place that it was great. And, you know, nobody in there spoke, you know, much English, but it was always really friendly. <laughs> well, this place, there's always music playing. The guys are always smiling. Whether it's 11 in the morning or 4 in the afternoon, there's there's a beer or two floating around. It always looks busy, but if there's six chairs in there, there's three or four of their buddies just hanging out. And so I I went there and I brought in, because I stopped, I brought in a case of, of Heineken with me. Hmm. It's all Portuguese. Like the music is in Portuguese. The conversations. I think one guy speaks enough where, you know, he, you know, he greets me, he says, hi, everybody waves, you know, there, and there's, I, I don't know why he's my guy, but the oldest guy there. And they're all so sweet and so nice. And it's just, it's just great. I, I really, really love it. So I'm the returning war hero on BJ day, walking in with a case of Heineken for Thanksgiving and I give it to them. And I, there's no way of explaining that I don't drink. <laughs> and so, you know, they're passing him to all, all the people, the guy sitting in the chair getting their hair cut and right. this. It becomes a little. And my guy hands me one. And every two or three minutes, he taps my hand and steps back so I can take a drink. <laughs> I, and I did. I nursed out like a half of one and stuff like that. Oh, good but, for you. But I, I've had, you know, between that and then. You know, hours later, I'm on my way to Montreal. I've had quite the eclectic world traveling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you succumbed to peer pressure. That's all that you know, uh, matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Came home. Do you on the way? I go. We're locked home. You know, beat the white. No, it was. It was fine. It was. But I, I did. I'm like. It is it is peer pressure. Yeah, fifty three succumbing to peer pressure. Right, but it's one of those things. It's like I don't look. If I went to a place and somebody offered me meat, I, I would I would as nicely as I could decline it. That's a little different than, yeah, I can have it. I, I'm yeah. not like in a program where oh, there goes the. Yeah, I was the, the, yeah, you were saving up for that thirty year chip. <laughs> yeah, I was I was two days away from my three day chip, you know? <laughs> and, and I got it. But that that's uh, mm. let's see. So that's that was. That's it. That's it. I guess I think I'm done. You guys. By the, way, <laughs> the Brazilians are not my people. No, no. I am not. They just it's it's kind of like, like me saying the Canadians are your people. Oh, please do. Thank you. I will take that. Oh, these or are the, the Texans are see, your people. Now, you know, Joe. See? You know. Uh, no, no. But as far as them Portuguese speaking. Portuguese. Oh yeah. Portuguese sure. speaking. Yes. So, so, so I sure get it. No, I meant they're good people. On many sides. Each one was sexy. <laughs> you know. You know. I mean. I mean. You know, you could have kind of even like pegged me because you know that country has had a uh, a person of Japanese heritage become their uh, their president. Is it prime minister? Prime minister of Brazil? Really? Oh wow! Fujimori was his name. There's a lot of uh, there's a huge there was a huge influx of Japanese immigrants to uh, and uh, apparently Brazil. German and Italian. <laughs> yeah, did the did the did the Japanese like start moving over there? Forty four. Was there like a was there like an you know you know what what's this was what is one of the rare incidents when it was not colonialism, it no. was not imperialistic expansion. They were just looking for jobs. <laughs> okay, I thought it was like an Axis Underground Railroad. Right. You know, yeah. like after yeah. the war, like all I, three. I don't. The... I don't. I know this sounds really really crazy, but like in the sixties. There were jobs in Brazil that was worth it for the Japanese to immigrate from Japan to Brazil. And there was a mass exodus of Japanese into Brazil to look for these kind of agricultural cultural jobs and stuff like that. Mm. 
That's 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 interesting. That's I know it sounds crazy and now. now. And now there's no Amazon. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Coincidence? Oh, dang. So, so you fucked up another hemisphere. Nice job, Biff. I'm oh. just saying that, you know, Japan is a beautiful green country. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I, I'm not going to play anything. And, and like, part of me is like, why don't I play other band stuff when we leave the show and just ours? It's like, you know, it's a rights thing. It's like, you know, yeah. but somebody's like, we're not monetizing the show. Archers of Loaf is a band that I've talked about before that our, our good friend, John, you know, my old bass player, um, you know, five head guitarist in, in Austin turned me on to in 91. They just put out an album for the first time in 25 years. And Biff, I don't know if, if the bands that you love from like the eighties have put out things recently that you're like, Holy shit, this is not all guy rock. This is as good as the stuff. That yeah. They... Sa- sadly, they, they actually do kind of keep producing albums and I, you know, like a sucker, I keep buying them. Uh, any any anything <laughs> that stands out? Um, I think there's a bunch. I think the most recent one is oh my god, there's a band called Palace, which was a completely under the radar band. The bassist was one of those guys who was like one of those technical geek. You know, he he was like considered to be the the bass player in the '80s. He, they called him the Eddie Van Halen on bass. He eventually joined David Lee Roth's band, and he he also founded uh, Mr. Big. Oh, but his his original band is called Talus, and they just released a an album appropriately called 1985, and it freaking rocks, you know. So, so, so management's beloved Duran Duran. They they put out like six albums in the last yeah. like eight, and on each album, there's a song or two that's like, this is pretty damn good. Like like one of their songs, like that she's upset that was their kind of their comeback song that they don't play anywhere. Uh, Reach up for the sunrise is great, but this album, I mean. You know, when, when I'm when I'm streaming something on the listening device in my room right now, I can say, hey, add this song to my playlist, Jack's Favorites. There's three songs off this new album that I put on that playlist, my favorite things. There are two two songs on it that I ask the listening device to skip. Uh, <laughs> but but look, Buffalo Tom put out a new album and I love them like last year. And there's two or three really good songs and there's four or five ones that, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I'd skip. Um, Dinosaur Jr. just put out an album that's okay and a couple, but this Arches of Loaf, it's called Reason and Decline. I'm like, there are three songs, and I'm like, wait a minute, are these my, are these guys are five years older than me, and they're just <laughs> absolutely disgustingly yeah. awesome. But I didn't know. Well, you know, what's really, really sad is that, you know, bands can't make money, you know, creating new albums, right? I mean, that's the thing that's that's really sad, and that really sucks, right? It does. It does. And that, yeah. but you know, all these bands are now uh, touring and, uh, no, yeah. but, but you know, Archer's Loaf, go listen to it. And, uh, Joe, yeah. and I, I just threw this on the, the other thing. You know, I want to talk about a couple of Christmas things. Um, so Joe, Christmas. Joe was talking about, uh, 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 well, first of all, that what is the new Christmas movie that, that Will Farrow and Ryan Reynolds did that you're saying is great, a must watch? It's on Apple TV called Spirited. And it's a Christmas Carol musical, and it's um, oh. written like the music is done by the people. Who, if you're not a musical person, which I kind of am, but kind of am not. I'm, you know, I'm musical person adjacent because of my <laughs> wife. But uh, the people who wrote this musical called Dear Evan Hansen, which was popular, like you know, five years ago, they did the music for this movie, and uh, it's um, it's real good. It's um. I don't know if you have Apple TV, Biff, but if you do, I do not. I sadly, I was going to say, damn it, 
Another yeah, subscription you, you, they don't have right you, now. Right, right. So yeah, you yeah. you're missing out on both Ted Lasso and yeah. now Spirited. It's yep. uh it's it, it it's emotional enough and um it's it Ryan Reynolds can hold can carry a tune and so can Will Ferrell and Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then yeah. so there's um and it, it's a good story. It's a good take. It's a really like I thought unique take on the Christmas Carol story. If, oh, that's cool. uh, if you yeah. don't have Apple TV, Piff, go to Twitter or go to Instagram. There's a clip of Ryan Reynolds and, and Will Farrow in this big soundstage rehearsing, doing the big song and dance number. And it's just them and a couple other dancers. It's a it's a fantastic clip. It's like this. Yeah. You can see how hard these professionals really yeah. put into it. But yeah. the best thing about it is when my wife sent me the screen grab, um, it's, it, it looks great. It's fun. They look great. And and his wife, uh, like, replies to the clip, can you get pregnant while you're pregnant? She <laughs> 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 you know, found that quite the turn on. A little bonus. Is clip. that Blake Lively? Yeah. Yes. yeah Blake Lively text. Can you get Because yes. they're pregnant with their fourth. So, their I mean, kid. those two, those two as, like, the social media uh, entities, are that that's one of the best, you know, couples as far as, you know, those two just kind of they they kind of roast each other they do things to each other on social media it's i mean they're they're really really good i don't know if you've noticed you know follow them but you know social media ryan reynolds and blake lively it's just they're hilarious and so joe was talking uh inspirited film in boston by the way part part of it yeah yeah he he doesn't want to say what it is but there's a scene that he's like you're gonna notice it right away oh me yeah is that that like I, I, i specifically noticed this one specific place because um, it, it was the down where I used to work. Okay. I, I, I'm so. not going to say it. I'll write it down afterwards okay. and we'll see if I'm right. Okay. You know, but is it as awesome? Is it as awesome as, you know, Fenway being in, you know, the second Godzilla movie? I mean, <laughs> no, nothing. No. That. Yeah, I mean, it, come on. You know, you know, um, no, that was great. But, but yeah. so Joe and I were talking about like, we're going to, he comes over, we watch stuff. Uh, I think it was a couple. We've never watched *It's a Wonderful Life* together, I, and we will never. Will. I, we can't. Never will. See, Joe is not caught up to me yet, but I think you're getting there with crying instantly at oh, things no, that I'm make there. you. Are you there? I'm there, dude. I don't even like to watch it around my like this commercials with puppies. My wife and I can <laughs> see her pointing. Like to the boys to look at me, and they'll come over and they'll just put a finger on the side of my head. Yep, he's crying. Uh. But that's a show. <laughs> like that's a movie. And it, but Joe was just talking. He's like, "Wait, I'm seeing it more. I know every line. Why is it hitting me harder? Because I'm seeing it more, and I know every line, and I know that yeah. it's coming, and I know. Okay, this is. It's basically all the entire movie of It's a Wonderful Life is triggering. That's all it is. It's one big hey, long you know trigger. Yeah. I mean, but you know, they they did a great job with it, right? I mean, they, I mean, that's that's a, that's an excellent job of assembly, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and the, right? but now, but then there was a movie that I didn't grow up watching, and I had no emotional attachment to it. And then my wife started watching it. I didn't start watching it until my, you know, I I got married, and and she, it was kind of her favorite uh, movie, and it was Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. And now this which, which version? Which version? Oh, the you know the good one. Um, and then uh, so. And now there are parts of the movie where, like, I can't watch it anymore because it gets me choked and up. I'm like, I, am I? What's happening to me? Like, <laughs> you know what? This reminds me of a, a 
I think it was like a tweet that Stephen King had put out or some sort of article after his car accident. Like, uh, I think he wanted to like, um, I don't know, maybe I'm mixing things up, but I think he said like, it's, I don't know if it's the car accident or what, but I, I never cried before the accident watching Titanic. But now, since the <laughs> car accident, I can't not cry when I watch Titanic. That's that's weird. Um, that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, but yeah, things are happening to me. And, and even in Spirited, uh, I was like, there was one moment towards the end, and I'm like, oh, come on, I'm around my family. I can't let you know, hold it together, man. So, I and mean, I do, the, I do the. And by the way, here's how do you, you cover up crying? Yes. You do, anybody else have the the cover up crying moves where it's just kind of like you go for your phone. You take a drink, you you know, you do anything else. You yawn, you kind of stretch, yeah. you move, yeah. you wriggle, you anything. So I don't know if Joe will come over for this. Uh, next weekend, next Saturday, uh, this will be the test for me. This will be the test. And I know I'm going to fail it. We have turned on a few of her friends to, to Tet Lasso. But a couple of them have only seen a couple episodes when they've come over. A couple of them have heard about it. We're having a tent lasso start to finish watch party Ooh, next week. Really? So it will be four or five of my wife's best friends. One of them has a, a new friend in their life who will be here. When Roy Kent walks out to the pitch as a coach for the first time. <laughs> you will not be seen. Like, no, I won't. I, I Look, I'm not walking out of that room. I, I, I can watch that scene over and over and I will never get tired of it, but it's going to be interesting. If I, And it's funny because this harkens me back. I, I had this friend in college, uh, Tina. She was, to this day, she's a great friend. Um, uh, she's, pro she's probably, and I'll say this because I know she doesn't listen to podcasts, the only girl I've ever really, really, really had a crush on that uh, nothing. Like, and it was one of those things where I, I, you know, back, back in the day, you know, I, I had to have, uh, I never made a first move in my life. We'll just put it like that. And it's funny because one morning I woke up in her bed and it was awesome. Uh, we had a show mm -hmm. at the campus that, uh, it was easier to carry me to the elevator <laughs> there and get, and as one of those mornings where I remember laying there thinking, awesome, but I missed it. <laughs> you know? And it was, nope. And it was like, nope, nope, nope. I was it was just courteous. Yeah, it was courteous. It was courtesy. Slash didn't want to be an accessory to yeah, a yeah, yeah, you got, you got nothing. You got, you, and, you got, you, you got to sleep. But I, yeah. I was like, so I'm, that, that, dude, that's like 30 plus years. And I do, I remember first thinking, and it's like, and we've all had those things where we've woken up not where we thought we were or no idea how, or maybe you guys have it, but uh, I, there's a reason I don't really drink anymore. And I remember that like that euphoria of like, yes. And then instantly that wave of, oh, and then, yeah, that makes sense. So she's great. But I, I tell you this because the, the, the summer that the summer before I went to, I went to Fitchburg, um, uh, Field of Dreams came out and I saw it like three or four times. Mm -hmm. It's playing on campus. And she goes with me. It is not a date, but it wasn't not not a date, maybe, or maybe I was hoping it was a, either way. I'm taking it. We're going to go see this. I've seen it three or four times. 
I'm going to be fine. I've been a fucking crier my whole life. Like, <laughs> literally. It's like there's one or two places I choke it back, but there's a couple tears. And then when the reveal of his dad. Oh, it was his dad. Right. Oh, damn Want to have a catch? Know, you know. Uh. Done. <laughs> done. Like, absolutely a pile of jello yeah. goo. So, you know, you know what's really sad is that I am really bad at being triggered by the crying that they really want you to hit like like a lot of the ones where they you know like if they uh, pump up the music or something well whatever it is it's like i just don't i i but i am i am also a crier but it's all all on the stuff that where it they intended for you to be sad but not like the the monumental ones like um like um, there was that uh, what in terms of endearment, right? Like yeah. there's that that fi- final scene, and my wife is like bawling, and it's like, yeah, I, I saw this coming, right? right? And whereas, I, have you ever seen Hotel New Hampshire? No. no. You know, you know, John Irving, great. You know, John. Do you know who John John Irving also wrote World According to Garp? Yep, right? yep, yep. So it's 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 you know his novel. What are the chances right? of another airplane hitting this house? <laughs> But at the beginning of this movie, Hotel New Hampshire, you know, there there's a bear involved and the bear dies and the bear dies and I'm like, like bawling. Everybody else is like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, they killed the bear. Oh my God. But, you know, so I am like really bad. I'm like, I'm the, the guy that, that gets set off at all the inappropriate times. You're, you're like, when everybody be- else is crying, you know, you're the in-between crier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like you know, like I, I went to a movie with a bunch of people, like ET. You know, like yep, everybody's yep. crying at the end of ET's night. It's like everybody's like, oh, come on. "Are you really, really? Come on, guys!" And like you know, everybody else is crying. No, you know, there's, it's like, there's just certain yeah. things that you know. Yeah, right. I, I cry now at the end of Back to the Future Part Three. No, when when they uh, and I'm like, this is like something I'd seen since I was you know 14 or whatever. And then like as an adult, and I'm like, he found love. You know, like, you know, like you oh, know, my God. That, that, you know, I, I'll no, say so that, is, that, is a, that is a fantastic. And, he, and when, when you see that as is a fantastic kids, sequence, right? Yeah. You know, he got that life. He didn't fall in love. He fell in love and had children. And right, right. Great. Right. And it's, right. no, it's, and, yeah. I'm tearing up thinking uh, about yeah, it. Uh, yeah. Look, we'll move on to another topic, but fuck yeah. the Goldbergs. I've never watched an episode. I've never watched one episode of the Goldbergs without having a moment. Oh, really? Not. One, wow. not one episode of the Goldbergs haven't made me. What a wuss! You, oh, dude, it's <laughs> pathetic. No, um, and 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 so, uh, so last last podcast we took about we talked about how my parents accidentally took my sons to a drag show, Kinky Boots, absolutely awesome, Tony Award winning play, music by Cindy Lauper. So, so let me ask you this: you yeah. know, like in LA, they're they they have a, they just extended the run of the Empire Strips Back. Okay, that's where we're going. With. <laughs> yeah. uh, two, three years ago, I'm at Joe's. We, we we podcast and management and I and I went to a a Star Wars burlesque show right near Joe's. So so she, she met me at Joe's and we went over and it was fun. It was fun. It was fine. Um, so management's friends last year. Management has a uh, a band a friend. People who have adopted, like, you know, one of our rescue animals, and they have this amazing band. I'll post about them. I'll, I'll put a link up. Um, and they do a, a Nightmare Before Christmas burlesque show. 
every year. And and management has a couple friends who have kids the same age as of ours, and they went last year, and or we were supposed to go, but I forget where we, we were traveling, and we had something that we couldn't go. So this year, we took our boys. So last podcast, I talked about taking our boys to a drag show mm. with Grandma, who had to have it explained to her by my 12-year-old. Grammy, it says kinky in the title. Like, like what, do, what don't you get about this? And then the... <laughs> And then, so this one, and I'm telling you, first of all, live music is just the best. And, and all, all the, the band, the band was beyond fantastic. And one of the guys in the band was just the narrator. He had one of those like baritone voices that you would pay to listen to him read the phone book. It was. Every, <laughs> hey, is that like the, you remember when like uh, Letterman used to have the top 10 where he had a uh, Barry White do the top 10. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Right. Dude. Right. There was a oh, yeah. Oprah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. It's oh, like that, no, right? He had, he had one word like Maleficent. I can't, I can't yeah. even say the word, but well, Barry like White. I think the number one. So the number, I just, re, I distinctly remember number one word being, Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and obviously, I can't do it justice, right? But it was just fantastic. Well, repeat after me. Oprah has all the money. <laughs> like I don't. I think David Lemon said Oprah has all the money at least twice a show. Oprah, Uma, <laughs> Uma, Oprah. They will never get old. No. And so, anyways, we take the boys, um, and and because the whole group went, it was management, like three of her really close friends. Um, you know, what one of our close friends has a daughter who every time this woman takes my son who's 12 and her daughter out, like they go to the beach or something, they get stopped every single time, five or six times. Your twins are the most beautiful children mm. I've ever seen. Cause both my, my boy has like really straight, they look like twins. <laughs> and I, there's been people like, uh, I run a modeling agency. My friend is like, and they, and I'll, I, you know, I'll ask her mom if it's cool. Like, if I post some pictures, you guys would be like, wait, they're not models, and they're and they're. So we went, uh, dude. The music was this band is fantastic. The actors and the costuming, it was first rate. It was, and it's a, a post a place. It was, it was right, you know, right in Cambridge, right in the heart of Cambridge. Uh, it packed. Like the place was absolutely packed. Everything about it was wonderful, including the look and expression for my 15 year old. Um, I can sum it up by saying, we are not amused. Okay. <laughs> he, he was, he was not. And, and there's one picture that my wife gets of him looking over. Cause they're right at the table. They're right where the stage is. And there's a guy's ass, maybe five, oh, 10 feet away. Wow. And he has a look like, I could talk for three hours explaining how unhappy he was. Right. It's like when um, Super Dave Osborne would get interrupted. Yes. That's the look. <laughs> yes. Yes. I Just don't that have to post stone him. face kind of. Yes. Everybody else is great, you yeah. know, and, and management lives for this stuff. And she, man, she got dressed up. She honestly, she stole a, uh, some costuming from from um oh now i'm gonna fuck it up i just fucked it up you're lying george you're lying oh you can edit this out no because i want everybody to know how stupid i am and it would have been good if we prepared for this right solid gold dancers <laughs> oh solid she literally looked like she and and because at look, least she didn't look like madam so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
Oh my God. And the only reason I know that is because I follow you a YouTube channel that had recently posted a solid gold episode, complete with Madam. I thought that it looked like the whole thing was hosted by Madam. So she comes downstairs and we're carpooling there, you know, because we don't drink so we can drive if her friends want to drink. And her friends know me really well and they love me and I love her friends, but they don't know me. Like, like they do and they don't because like anyways, but I don't say anything in front of her friends, but she comes in the kitchen and I'm like, where's the rest of the outfit? <laughs> and she then has to tell her friends, listen to what my dad said over oh, here. Man. Look at look, right. if she sneezed, <laughs> we'd all get to see, you know, uh Right. Uh, anyways, but but she did. She and she had this glow in the dark. After the show, the characters who had these amazing costumes came up to her and like, we were all talking about you backstage. Is that does that glow in the dark? Where did you get that? How that's kind of like showing, <laughs> that's like kind of like showing up to a wedding wearing a yeah. white dress. You know. Yeah. No, but but her friends look great. Uh, I mean, they all her friends. All just right. Had these I'll, I'll, fun outfits. Yeah. Dude, but it so, was, it was I, was, I will just say, and our friend Gene, who's been on the podcast, has done shows with these guys before. And I, I tweeted out, like, what is it? I don't like leaving the house, but I'll go to any show that these two are, because of all yeah. the live shows I've seen this year, and I'm not saying this because they're friends of ours, um, the band and that show uh, who did the night, and they're doing another, oh, gosh, I want to, I want, we're not taking the boys to this one. They have another burlesque show on, like, the 23rd? So they it's have called names? Slut Mystery. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to say it right, but I'll look All it up right. while we do it. But Gene, uh, you know, Gene Dante and them, we got to yeah. get them to a show. But anyways, my bad parenting <laughs> kids. Oh, great parenting. People like people are coming up like, this is so cool you take your kids to this. It's like, is it disagree. The, right. <laughs> I mean, let me, listen, listen. I, I, so this is the thing that I, question for Americans, right? It's like, so what is this, you know, this, why 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 is why is that so bad to go like why is drag shows so bad <laughs> right i mean honestly it, it's just an uncomfortable uh, discussion about sex and, and, yeah, and that's but, all it is it basically I, adults just don't want to they th- i don't know i think there's like the, I, but at the, at the same time right come on how much drag material is there in say the looney tunes cartoons right but that's funny drag. You see, when Buzz Bunny mean, puts on a dress. So if it's funny, then it. I mean, right? Funny, I mean, yeah. I mean, at some point, right? Because like, yeah. I'm like, can you say the name? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you're holding. Uh, sorry, oh, sorry, I, 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 have, I have copy. But I mean, but, but I mean, Shakespeare used to be a drag show, right? Right. Exactly. Right. Because right? women weren't I mean, allowed it, to. Like act. in my in my homeland, Kabuki is all drag. I don't know if you know this, yeah. but Kabuki is all drag. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it no, it it stems from. Wait, I've been masturbating to dudes. But <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that, job. Kabukaki. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'm I'm sorry that that goes back to once again, bukaki is a I, normal I, I know. It means something different term. to us. Yeah, <laughs> you have your version, and we have Pornhub. <laughs> yeah, you know the swastika is actually a a, a, a sign of peace. In yeah, yeah, we know it means something different now. I know, but uh, you know what's funny is that in Japan, like there's this, there's like there's the swastika and there's like a rotated swastika. You're right. And the rotated swastika. Does one mean stop and one mean go or something? (laughs) No, no, no. In Japan, right? It actually is is a map icon to to mean that there's a temple. Like if you see a swastika on a map, 
that means that there's a temple there. Right, right. I, I think I did know that. Yeah, but now uh, now it means something different. Now <laughs> well, no, they still different. use it. That's the thing. I know. You know. Yeah, so I guess it's all open to interpretation. Yeah. But I guess... So I gave... So what's the name of the band, Joe? <laughs> you can... Re- I'm sorry I'm for coughing. The, uh, the name of the band is Walter Sickert and the Army of Broken Toys. Uh, and they had the Boston Video of the Year this year for the... Oh, and I'm going to bring it down, bring the room down for just a second. Both Gene and this band, Walter Sticker, uh, played many shows with Dave Marabella and the Rationales. Yeah. It's a, it, was a, uh, it was a tight-knit community. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, it, it was one. But it, the thing about getting back to the burlesque thing, it's the same thing. My wife has always said it's like, I'll be honest, she has helped me grow in so many ways where, yeah, I if you told me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'd be taking my 12-year-old to a, to a burlesque show, I'd be like, no. No, but she's like, okay, so you'll let them watch a rated R movie. We, as a family, we watch the Alien series, like mm. the four Alien movies. So you're cool you with this monster. creature <laughs> busting out of somebody's guts and guts flying all over the place. You're fine with that. Yes. But pasties on a pair of boobs somehow is going to fuck our kids up. Okay. That's, that makes, and it is. So, so she's really helped me, you know, since the boys were born. It's like, yeah, yeah let's not raise them like typical American douchebags. Yeah. I went to a burlesque show. It was called Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and, um, oh my God. Quite the awakening. A... <laughs> I mean, come on. Is, is that like one of the most underrated movies ever? Uh no, You're I underrated I, by us. No, 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 no I mean, highly rated. I, 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 I think I mean, who talks about it now? You know, Joe might like, have lost his virginity. I mean, the moment that I saw Daffy and Donald on the same screen, I said, "Oh my god, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah, it's one of those movies where I think it's because it's too seedy now, and it's like you know, there's a lot of questionable stuff in there. Um, so maybe that's why. What? What? I mean, what's but. Oh, wait, what's questionable? Uh, let's see. Let me count the ways. One one thousand, two one thousand. I say it in the context of you know. I say it in the context of you know a lot of the stuff that have you know are still are considered to be you know you know great over the years, right? I mean, I think it's just because it's really you know it's an it's an adult movie with cartoon with cartoon characters, so it was appealing to kids, but it was meant for adults. Really, you what's know? wrong with Joe yeah. Campbell? He's cool, man. He's, right? Exactly. He's cool. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you know, he wears that jacket, you know. A uh, little little known fact about Jessica Rabbit. In the theatrical release, there's a scene where uh, she's thrown from a cab, and there's an upskirt shot. Very briefly, like w- two frames. But then when, and I think and it which made two frames of those. <laughs> and I think it made it onto the laser disc. But then when they saw it, and it was like, oh, wait, wait we got to change that. We got to market that out. And then, yeah. So, but there are images out there. Search the web, guys. Uh, it's, I'll be right back on a completely unrelated note. I'll be right back. Jock, jock, jock. Just, I mean, he's going to the (laughs) tissue. Like, like, like this is, this is like titillating to the, you know, the person who comes from a country where there's like octopus involved and, you know, Uh, Oh yes. Right. So yeah, come on. Tentacles. Um, So, so, you know, I had, I had it on this. I don't even want to talk about it. You know, stupid, Twitter guy is now like, uh, you know, he's like, he's, he's because the other guy won't jump on Twitter. So now he's getting back at him by saying, oh, I'm going to support the other guy. Everyone, dude, why are you trying to like watch the village burn? You know what I mean? It's like, why spend the money if you can't have fun while doing it? Oh, you know, dude, I, I, and I, I don't know. I wish I knew how to quit you. Like, I, 
I, I went on Instagram this week to try to figure out. I was like, I'm all, like, we have the same podcast equipment for six years now <laughs> that every time I set it up, it's the first. Yeah, learning new things ain't my bag, baby. But I, I kind of want to just stop using Twitter because that well, I mean, guy I, is so douchey. Well, it's kind of like, you, I mean, know, I wanna, you know, I, I don't like a lot of parts of America. But I, there's some parts I do like. That's true. My, yeah. my friends and family are here. That's yeah. kind of like Twitter. It's like, you know, they, God damn it. I didn't. I wish I didn't have to see these assholes pop up every now and then on my timeline or people referring to them yeah. or reporting on them. Yeah. But, but, I mean, but yeah. But, I'll, I, but I, I think the unfortunate thing about it is that I think Twitter is is really good about presenting certain things, right? Where from, you know, so it's the it's the whole convergence of, you know, what the check marks, blue check marks mean, and what the conversations that they, you know, create, you know, really, you know, provide. Like there are these threads that, you know, these blue check marks provide for us that are really valuable stuff that you can actually verify elsewhere, just you know, to really kind of go beyond what you can just see in normal, you know, like news outlets and wherever else, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that was there was a value that Twitter provided in that arena. This fucking guy is just ruining well, it, right? I, I I won't do it justice, so I'll post it. But I saw a clip the other day. Some... What are you going to post it on? Uh, shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me just enough room. Follow us on Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, anyways, I won't go down that rabbit hole because I have three different friends. Follow me here, follow me here, follow me there. It's like uh, I'm signing up on my toaster. Well, know? this is like people like, you know, sort of like. I guess like leaving their like farewell notes. Remember when like were you all part of the last like that 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 when Twitter was apparently about to go down? Was everybody on board with like the you know farewell? It was a pleasure meeting everybody, and it was fun while it lasted kind of thing. And then nothing happened. The sun came out. Yeah, the next day. Right. Well, this guy. So the first day the blue checkmark came out, and I saw this guy put this whole. It was like a ten minute little video. He writes for some online magazine that tracks corporate bad guys. And he decided he was going to get a blue check mark. And he got a blue check mark under whatever the company that makes insulin, the number one insulin producer. Eli Lilly. Eli Lilly. And he's like, it's like Eli Lilly, the real Eli Lilly. Blue check mark. It was like Eli Lilly and Eli Lilly Company or something like that. And he and he and he tweets out like eight words. I was like, from now on, insulin is free. Right. And and I guess the world proud to announce almost stopped, and and people lost their shit and and the people lost their stock value. People lost their stock value, and that's why like the next day, like they had to change the blue check because everyone's telling Elon, it's like. Like one he and in this little documentary that the guy did, he had all these great things like day one, you know, Nintendo USA, and then like a dash mark. So it looked like Nintendo, and here's Mario giving the finger. Well, no, the, what's great about the handle that was used, it was Nintendo of US, That's which it. can yeah. also be read as Nintendoofus. So, <laughs> and then what is, yeah, this picture of Mario giving the finger. But yeah, it, it honestly, when you, uh, I think about the Twitter verification, you know, buy a check mark for $8 a month thing, I thought, I think of the Incredibles line when everybody's special, Nobody's. then nobody is. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's so stupid. I, um, so El I shouldn't spend the eight bucks and verify Elon, podcast. Elon Musk doesn't know what he's doing but he's having a blast doing it 
and he's he he's he's just kind of riding the wave, you know. Like he knows he's he can call all the shots. He knows, like, I mean, it's kind of like I'm waiting for the moment where it's kind of like in Goodfellas, where it's like, and when you can't write another check, you bust the joint out, you light a match, you know, like that that like that, right. It's that mentality where he's just gonna run it into the ground or not, or people are gonna run away from it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a real shit show. And now it's like, well, they're, you know, now they're reinstating all sorts of suspended accounts. All sorts. Fascist. Uh, like yeah. openly yeah. anti-Semitic. It's awful. And I don't even want to go into it, but has, has Lake conceded it yet or is she still contesting? Oh, Kyrie her, Lake. Oh, yeah, Arizona. I don't know if she conceded. I don't think, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. I don't think she'll ever concede. Okay. I don't know. I, I think she, I think you have to take her out with a blow dart. I don't know. <laughs> it's or like Terminator, you know, like she has to fall into a vat of right, boiling right, oil. And melt, right. Yeah. Exactly. And then you give know, a thumbs up on the way down. Right. We're not advocating pushing anybody in a no, vat of no, no. mercury. If more, if oil just happens to be around her during <laughs> and a, she falls yeah. in, right. We won't throw her. A life preserver. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm presuming both of you guys follow Rex Chapman. Is yeah, that right? he's the best. Like, you know, like, it's like him and him talking about Cardi, like, he's like, he's basically painting her as, oh, yeah, the slut that just hangs around the basketball players. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, she's, that's how he's painted now her. now he's like, saying around, she's hanging around doofus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Biff, we, uh, we could not download. Yeah, you okay. know what? This is this is what happens because our my my favorite network will essentially, you know, is they they rotate the material. So they, I think what they literally do is they will hopefully kill, um, you know, these uh, videos because they don't want people just they want people just looking at the newest stuff. Uh, yeah, but this okay. particular one, this particular one was this heinous crime of a of a person who disrupted a police operation by sending. Over, I think, I think at the, and I'm going from memory, so I might not be right, but like 1,300 crank phone calls oh, the to the local guy. police about a traffic issue. Uh, so it, because you're right, because he was really dissatisfied about the way the local police was uh, not enforcing some of the traffic um, um, violations, because you know, like people may speed over in, in these you know residential zones or not properly stop and all that shit. And so he had complained about it and the in his mind the uh, police wasn't doing enough. So he decided that you know what? He'll screw the police. You know, basically, you know, as um as uh, the great, you know, uh um uh, Ice T would say, you know, fuck the police, right? You know, he just went on yeah, he just he just went on and just the thirteen hundred crank calls to the uh, the police to uh, report report false crimes, and he was charged for it. Good oh, man, and he was charged for disrupting the operation of uh, of a, like a of a, like of a business kind of a thing. It's like it's it, the the some of the like I love some of the Japanese you know laws that they use to get. It's kind of like the you know they they got Al Capone for tax evasion right, thing, right? Yeah, like. Well, like most of the times, like the people who who get um, charged for murder, they don't get charged for murder first. They get first charged for inappropriate possession or no, 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 inappropriate um, uh, processing of corpses. Oh, <laughs> because like when when a person dies, you're supposed to you know get them into a funeral you know place and get them cremated. There's a whole thing that they're supposed to do. So 
that's what they usually get them off first, and then they add all the all the other shit later that's, on. That's it's great. That that is awful in ways yeah. I don't want to even go. You know, down. true. Yes. Yeah, that's um, so amazing. So, Joe, are you playing any game? First of all, before you tell me if you're gaming, mm-hmm. are there going to be any PS5s before Christmas? I don't know. I haven't looked. Um, you, you have to really. You have to use Twitter or some social media <laughs> and look. You know, for those accounts that will instantly kind of post. Like, you know, they they are aggregator sites, so right, they're right. like, uh, say, like there's a an account that I follow called Cheap Ass Gamer, where wherever there's a video game sale they'll immediately post like a link to how you can buy it. Or, and they'll say like uh, daily, they'll be like PS fives are available at Walmart right now. Or, you okay. know, so you have to be, and that's how I got my Xbox series S, which is or X, which was like, you know, you, cause I, I want to play Gotham Knights. You got to be Johnny and, on the spot. And, and, and every time I go to the mall, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to run through GameStop. And it's like, nope, we have, and like one day it's like, and the, and the girl, she was so sweet. She's like, uh, and she, oh, the same girl always works at, dresses in a different anime thing which is great you she loves her job and she gets to cosplay but she's like oh we had one it was here for like an hour but we don't have any now i'm like and that helps me how You're right exactly <laughs> you know yeah it's like oh, i had a I, oh ryan reynolds was just here <laughs> yeah. and he was shaking everybody's hand uh, yeah, and taking he, pictures you know, well i heard i heard mr t was at the ball <laughs> <laughs> and i thought i'd go a little later so yeah, you you, you kind of have to do the online purchase thing, and at least it's a. Sometimes these sites are not like Ticketmaster, where you can actually, you can actually get buy, into no, a queue and buy. That, we will not fall down that awful rabbit hole. We'll fall down the awful. Oh, are you playing anything now? What, what's been the I last just, couple uh, weeks? I just one hundred percented Lego uh, Star Wars: The, the Skywalker we, Saga. All nine? Is it all nine? Yes, all nine stories. Yeah, so I a hundred percent of the game. See, I saw that you texted me that, but I didn't. I want you. LinkedIn. <laughs> you had an updated LinkedIn. That no, dude. The, those those red the, those red bricks. Some of those. Did you did you oh, yeah, find they, them they, all? Yeah. Well, they don't have red bricks in this one. They're like they're called like Kyber bricks, and they're blue see through okay. bricks. But yes, yeah, I hundred percent of the game. Found everything. I I think I, I unless there's like a hundred and five percent way of winning. Dude, the that's game, awesome. I I think I'm done. But there might be achievements on the Xbox that I didn't get, like or you DLC know, stuff. That yeah, you have. right. There's a lot of DLC. Uh, downloadable I, content. I will not be <laughs> downloading the content. Um. So that, so so you know, moving on. Uh, Biff, we're getting into your real house right here. Um, okay. I was I was thinking honestly as I was leaving Canada, I was thinking hockey night in Canada and at Foster Hewitt. Do you think you've seen more NHL games than Foster Hewitt did? <laughs> well, you know, Foster Hewitt only, you know, probably watched the games that he, uh, you know, you know, broadcasted on. But, yeah, I do watch a lot of NHL. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm loving – I usually don't follow hockey too much until after, like, the new year. But it's hard not to watch, you know, a lot of the Bruins stuff. Yeah. And everyone's going to – That's a good team. And I don't – look – like we're back to where we were before 2001 where you know we know we're always gonna be left at the altar we we are forever the bridesmaids and so i'm always waiting for the uh carpet to be ripped out they're amazing but i keep telling myself not a lot of cups have been won in november not a lot of cups are won in november listen listen it's one of those deals where I, i i definitely think that that's a team that's good enough to win the cup right but at the same time you know it's it's when you go to the playoffs, wacky things happen, right? And like an example is the 2019 2020 
Tampa Bay Lightning was a fucking crazy good team. They were they were so good that they thought they would walk over everybody, and they lost in the first round to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, and what's funny so, about you bringing yeah. that up, and which oh, 2018 19, I'm sorry, yeah, you know, which, which you know, the last time the Bruins made it to the cup, it, like when I say the stars aligned, each round they played a worse team. Like, like they, they won their first round. I forget who they played in their second, in the second round, but whoever they played in the second round was the cup. It might've been. Right. So this is 20, was this 2019? Yeah. It was 20. It was before COVID. Cause we watched it. We watched yeah. it together in a bar and it's like, so maybe that was it. Maybe they're supposed to play Tampa in the second round and Tampa got knocked out by yeah. Columbus. So then the team they played in the third round who was supposed to be good, got knocked out by that. And then they played St. Louis, who was like the lowest seeded team. And, and, and just the matchup, like it was supposed to be a five game series for the Bruins. Like, but no, and everybody in sports radio is like, dude, this is your, if you don't win this cup, you will like the stars aligned. Like you got so much help. Like when you, when you, when your NFL team is on the bubble the last week, it's like, okay, we need to beat this team, but these six other teams need to lose and Tampa <laughs> no, Bay needs to tie. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think, I, I think the issue with that year, 2019 was that, you, you know, they had every bit, they had the team that should have won that, that Stanley cup. But for whatever reason, they didn't show up in Game Seven. And Not Saint at Louis all. Did. And it was Joe. I mean, and I Saint were... Louis did. And I, I mean, there's just no explanation for it, right? I mean, it's just one of those things that happened. And you saw it right? in the first period. It was like by the end <clears throat> of the first period, I it's think like, they're down two to what? nothing. It's like where is everybody? You where are you the can't star- blame what are they one doing? particular goalie? But uh, I mean, I, it, it was, I don't think it was a goalie issue. No, but Rask. Look, I mean, and and and. You like him more than I, a lot of people in Boston, on, yeah. but he's a victim of a. I mean, he there. It, it was more than one big game that he didn't have his A game. Yeah, whatever. And, and, I mean, and, you know what? And, and look, this is what yeah. I'll say about Rask. He didn't lose you a lot of games. He did. He didn't lose a lot of you a lot of games. He didn't steal a bunch of games. There was a lot of games that he, and that was a game he did not steal. I mean, here, here's the, here's what I'll here's what I'll say about this. You know, if you look at the 2010 Boston Bruins, right, that is a team that needed Tim Thomas to steal games for you. Right. The 2019 Boston Bruins was a very good team that didn't require the goalie to steal games for you. You look at the freaking last year's 2021 Colorado Avalanche with garbage goaltending. That's what Boston should have been. Oh, yeah, Boston, no. The, the, the perfection fe- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not on Tuka Rask. It is on the fact that the guys in front of him failed to do what they were supposed to oh, do. Oh, no. A hundred percent. No, I'm not blaming yeah. Rask for that. The, yeah. per, the the perfection line, like those three guys were all in the top, like 20 of scoring. Like you had three guys on one line who all finished in the top 10, probably the top 15 in scoring. Goose egg, you know, and, and none of them showed up for that game. But anyways, yeah. it's uh, uh, I'm still listening to Rexham, like you know the Rexham uh, podcast. Like there's two. The the Rexham goalie has his own podcast now, which is great. He had a he had like his old goalie coach on. Who uh, it's a it's a must listen to that episode. There's a husband and wife who have. Uh, it's like me, my wife, and Rexham. So I've been listening to those podcasts. I've only watched one World Cup game, and and because Joe's a dick, and sent me the John. <laughs> The John um, Oliver. Oliver break. I lived in Qatar. I was looking forward to this, but it 
It's brutal. You can only hide your head in the sand so much. Yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, this is a bad. Like I, like I texted to you, they, the FIFA and the Qatari government are the chocolate and peanut butter of atrocities. Yeah. Like they're n- not a good mix. You know, FIFA was, FIFA was, everybody was gung ho to get this thing, you know, going in the summertime when it was going to be like 140 degrees in the shade. And they eventually capitulated and said, yeah, okay, maybe we can push it off to November when it's only going to be 100 degrees. Well, I, I, we moved there in 2014. It was, everybody knew it was going to be moved. Like there was nobody, no boots on the ground there had any, because Joe's not exaggerating. No, it's not that. It's not that the temperatures hit hundred and teens routinely. The thing about Qatar is it's not Arizona, 110, 112. It's Orlando, 110, 112, where the humidity, it can be 114 and the humidity can be 95%. Mm-hmm. And you are going to die. Not not the players who are in air conditioned and hydrated. Right. It's you know, the Irish fucks who flew in who are standing <laughs> waiting for the shuttle outside for 20 minutes in that. They will die. Everybody knew it was going to be moved, which screws up. Uh, but, but to be fair, if, you see, if you've seen some of those, you know, you know, you know, football fans, you know, if we if we called a lot of a few of them out, is it such a bad thing? And by the way, the, the, the <laughs> part of the John Oliver piece was, you know, they were awarded the Stanley Cup. I mean, that's, <laughs> the Stanley World Cup. Cup. I was Holy thinking, cow, they're doing the Stanley Cup in Qatar. I, I, I hope, God forbid. I um, what I was going to say is that they were awarded the, the, the you know, the the the, the world the, the World Cup. Thank you, and and like what was it in twenty ten? So they had twelve years to build this, and they put up they they got it built pretty damn fast. And how do you do that with? Um, what do you call that kind of labor where you don't pay a lot of money for the people that are working on the I, the world endangered servants? Yes, and 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 then in the conditions are the working conditions are pretty much what you would expect. They weren't the worst. I don't know if you look at the if you look at the Qatar government statistics, it doesn't look that bad. I oh, right. it's shocking that people. People are kind of questioning this, you know, this well, because if you look at their statistics, well, it doesn't look too we, bad. We, 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 I feel boxed in, and I shouldn't. I don't know why. I, every time, it's not this I, you're, conversation. You're getting now. defensive. Like you're it's hard defensive. to <laughs> right, because I loved Qatar. I know. I loved my time you know, there. I will say everything that you're hearing is it's 75, 80% accurate. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and I'll just throw out a couple things so we don't do a whole podcast on it. There is Eric, uh, Arab um, prejudice. There are Arab. Nobody wanted, if this was moved to, uh, uh, um, you know, Kuwait, Saudi if it was Arabia. in, uh, Saudi is a different, Saudi, oh, yeah. Saudi, 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 Saudi is fucking awful. But if it went to Bahrain, if it went to Abu Dhabi, if it went to, you know, Kuwait or something like that, United Arab Emirates, you know, um, well, Abu Dhabi's part. Like, oh, okay. UA, you, the UAE, UAE is think about New England. Yeah. So, so it's six. Di- it's the same thing. It's six different private states that form one thing, and they right. all have their own thing. But there's gotcha. there's one leader to rule them all. There can only be one. Anyways, so I will say this about Cutter: when we got there in 2014, yeah, yeah, it was fucking bad how these people were treated, and in 2022. Uh, it's fucking bad how these people are treated. However, it did get 
a lot better. I mean, a lot better. You know, they grew and matured, let's say, 40 years in the span of 10. Not because he had to. Because of the war, because of the war, because he had to, because well, of the war pressure, because of all the ash, not because they're benevolent and they're like, you know what, we should do this better. It, the working conditions now, there's no OSHA, there's no unions, but it did get better. Is it still horrific? Yes, it's 100% horrific. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I guess you do have a point where it's like, I was, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I think FIFA is a, a terrible organization. Them and the NCAA are the two worst on the planet. Right. And the NFL? You're, you're, no, I, no, I see no, you, I, NFL. I, I, we see well, yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, come yeah, yeah. on. But, come on. The, the I, Olympic second. Committee? Come right. On. So, I mean, so what, I'm, what, I'm, what I mean to say is that the, so the FIFA is bad, but they do bring a lot of attention to their events. They do they bring a lot of a world attention to their events. And, you know, of course, when you invite all these countries to this one event, you're going to get a clash of culture. And you're also going to get an infusion of new ideas into countries that may not have, you know, embraced those ideas. So, yeah, it, it, there's a part of me that says, you know, we should shun these, you know, uh, these organiz- these these countries and these corrupt governments until they get their act together. But at the same time, if we don't infuse newer ideas or make them or force their force their hand to do right. to make change. You know, I guess it's kind of like saying, you know, these red states are out of control. We should just people just move out of there if they don't like it. But then it's like, well, wait a minute. If we move out of the red states, then or, if you know, if if the good people, if if liberal people Uh move out of these red states, then they'll just stay red states. So. Have, so again, having lived there for three years, I still have friends here. I still go on tour there with the military and stuff like that. So I'm a, I'm a little more defensive than I should have been. I do apologize, but I do say I I've become friends. I become friends, not like I know fr- migrant workers. Like we we became and still in touch with, you know, people who were on the lower scale who got brought over from India and the Philippines and taken advantage of that we we he we forged long term relationships with, and they have a di- little different take. And like I told Joe, it's like, you know, the, a lot of these people look. They bought their ticket. They know what they were getting into. I say let them cry. No, they know no. what they're getting into, but. It's better than where they were. It's it, yeah. we're going to get taken, and just because you can't get taken advantage. And I will also say, I was working with the national team, the hockey team, and one of the older players slash coaches, who he is like twenty twenty one. We were we were talking one day, and he points to my phone and he goes, and he, and he was agreeing. He says, "You're right, and we're getting better, and and this and, and blah blah blah." But he goes, "You you think your cell phone was." put together by people making a living wage and yeah. it's like and this was at this was at the time when apple started to put nets on their buildings to keep people from jumping off so just because one country does it doesn't make it right but the and he was also saying hey so so who built your railroads who built and it's true and it's like but it's awful so there is 80 percent of what you're hearing is right the numbers are greatly inflated but yeah every day Every day, because it, it's not just the World Cup. They were building the railroad. They were building three highways. And Qatar really believed if you built it, they will come. Another another Field of Dream references. They honestly, in their heart of hearts, and this is coming from friends and the government I've worked with. Oh, people are going to come here and they're going to fall in love and they're going to move their corporate headquarters there. They were building skyscrapers. Like you look at the skyline of Doha 10 years ago and now. 
and there's these gorgeous buildings. They're about 20% occupancy. It's like, <laughs> how many spirit Halloweens do you guys think you're going to get? Listen, I, I think, listen, ultimately, right? I think, you know, I, this, the FIFA is putting a, a lot of attention on this, but it's, it's really not clear whether the, some of these, uh, you know, changes that, that they've instituted will be permanent or not, right? Yeah. That's the part that's, that's hard. And the sad reality is, with these, um, you know, fossil fuel countries, the only thing that would really, you know, make a lot of these, you know, human rights related things permanent is if the world gets kind of on board with essentially um, addressing the 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 fossil fuel. The it's a kind of a completely different thing that we probably don't have time for. But oh, yes. if we really consider the whole this whole climate issue right now and the essentially the the need to expunge the fossil fuel, you know, industry. Yeah, and embrace alternative right energies and all that stuff that, you know, right. Bernie right. Sanders well, is pushing Well, here's the fucked for... up thing. Qatar's second biggest import next to natural gas, solar panels. Uh-huh. Like, they're, they're like, yeah, this is going to last forever, and they've diversified. But it is. It's one of those things. It's like the, the atrocities were bad, and, and they changed because the world for – all the right reasons have to focus on them. Also a little bit of like, Hey, we don't, the European countries. And at the same time, you know, it's like, it wouldn't have got better. So it's like, is it bad? It went there because the living conditions got better for them. They got a long way to go, but yeah, it all sucks. And, right. and it does make it. But it also, again, yeah, it's at the same, listen, and, and I, I want to apologize to you for kind of putting your back against the wall during that text exchange, because I could, I was getting heated. Like on my end, I was like, listen, you were making you were making i didn't want to make my indictment of their government an indictment of the people and right. like you you, you know because you immediately came back with the anti-arab sentiment and the media and i'm like yes but that's not what's happening here it's more it, yeah. it, it can be conflated yes in some circles you can conflate anti-arab summer sentiment with what the government's doing but you know not all russians are putin not all americans yeah. Or Kari Lake, or you know, fucking Ron DeSantis, or you know, Donald yeah. Trump. Too many of them. Are. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, and but so, and I, I wanted. I, all I did was text you because I knew, I, I knew that like you were gonna watch the World Cup, and you and you lived in Qatar, a cutter, and this was be of interest to you. Yeah. And I was, I, and it's like I didn't want to know. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. But it, well, I didn't think I was telling you or showing you anything that you didn't already. No, know. but when John yeah. Oliver does it, it's like because because when I first yeah. got over there in 2014, ESPN, they, they came down with a hammer. And, and oh yeah, and there was one specific ESPN. Like they did an hour long thing on it, and it and that that was the catalyst between instantly. Here's some new laws. We're capping the hours worked. We're doing this. Oh, all the back pay, you got to fucking pay these guys. Mm. You know, and, and it was one of those things where we take your, um, you know, we hold we hold on to your passport so you can't leave until you're honored. Like a lot oh, of yeah, things they, they got were. better with. They got better. They still got a debtor's jail. Debtor's prison. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it is. Look. But you know what? But I think it's the, it's the kind of the, um, you know, completely, it's, it's, it's a different kind of a issue. But it's really the China you know, syndrome where we went through the kind of the nineties where do we shut the Chinese out of, you know, world, you know, economy and operations because of all of their atrocities, or do we kind of invite them in and then 
hope that you know having them as part of the world you know community will kind of force them into aligning themselves you know into you know becoming you know more of a better you know global citizen and in in the end what's happened is is that by taking the stance of letting china in and letting allowing them to become now an economic superpower now they are a freaking economic superpower countries are beholden to them and they're still dealing with economic you know with human rights atrocities right i mean yeah. we all know this right right it's so almost this like, is yeah it's it, well, like yeah like what you're saying is like you know well we held you know the 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 west held the the, the upper yeah. hand prior to china's involvement but now china's become so yeah. much yeah like we, we, we become so dependent on china that china has the upper yeah. hand and they don't have they yeah. can ignore their, their yeah right well, that that that, that experiment has failed before right you know in a way now that china is a bit, obviously an extreme example but that whole thing of letting them in with the idea that will we hope that they'll behave better when they're part of the global community hasn't really worked with china Hasn't really worked with Russia. Is it going to work with the Middle East states? I don't know. It's not going to work with the World Cup because the World Cup's going to go away in two months. Well, what's interesting is the World Cup went to Qatar and people said, hey, you guys are treating people pretty fucking awful. And we're all watching. They're like, yeah, we're trying to get better. And when the Olympics went to China and they're like, hey, you're treating people pretty awful. They're like, yeah. We really are, you yeah. know. When the Olympics went to Russia, they were the Olymp- yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the Olympics are another fucking bag of shit. But again, that's a a, 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 a perennial event that uh, brings all the world to athletes together. And then, and, yeah, it, it, the okay. So the Olympics, what's worse, Olympics, NCAA, uh, F Mary Kill. <laughs> Olympics oh. or the NCAA. That should that we wow. should have that, right? That should be our next podcast. FMK, NCAA, IOC, FIFA, right? Ugh. Wow. Yeah. We're gonna do that is a we're fucking gonna do a great, sideshow. Oh my god, we you are come a here. We we we're gonna do a sideshow where you have to come here with three each and we throw those out. My little guy pulled this shit on me the other day. We're we're driving. And and he was got into this and he's like, okay, Puffa, you gotta give up one. And he's like, DC, Marvel, Star Wars. And um Oh come on, that's so easy. It's DC. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Everybody knows it's DC. I don't know. I well look, yeah. I, I hope he's doing well in foster care. You know, I, I hope mm. he got the package I said, but we did. We had to talk about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I love this and the Deadpool and and, and, and Infinity War. And I, I count Infinity War and Endgame. I don't as know one why movie. you're rambling on. But I'm like, I don't know yeah, why you're rambling but I, on. But DC I, is garbage. I, I kept the, I kept you know DC, DC is, is garbage. No, come ba- on. Batman and Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. You know. I, I mean, hey, come on. I'd DC also like to gar- say I mean, I, and brightest day and darkest night, no evil shall save my sight. Let all of those who yeah, worship evil might. I mean, my power. I, I, think, I, I think I'm gonna have to keep the Star Wars, and then you know, I think Star Wars. So is, you oh, know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna one of the next side shows we do. We're do that you are. You're a genius. You're an evil genius. I was gonna say you're an evil and a genius. <laughs> I th- uh, I'm thinking of buying Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh as well and when you said it's it's a perennial event brings us to parenting tips. You got one? Um let's see. Well, um 
I tweeted them all out actually last week. Yeah, no, did you did you yeah, see I all wrote, my parenting I wrote, tips? I wrote them down. Oh, okay. I'm a better person because of it. Okay. I, I cried. I deleted all my tweets. I so, cried. Yeah. So yeah. if you didn't see my uh, parenting tip, my parenting tip, tweet a thon. Tweets anytime. <laughs> no, I yeah. So um, check that. Check out my uh, check out my parenting tips on Twitter. Um, OptiGrabber on Twitter. <laughs> you'll, you'll see I have zero tweets. Biff, you got anything? I do have one. So oh. basically, you know, so, you know, I mean, maybe, you know, I, I think Joe is closer to Jock than, uh, than, uh, um, uh, in terms of this, but, in, you know, when, you, you know, working for a living is hard, right? And my son is dealing with the trials and tribulations for working up, you know, working for a living and all that stuff. I'm taking what they're but, giving. <laughs> all that, all that good stuff, right? Right. You know, but anyway. The bottom line is, is that, you know, while it is, it is, it sucks to spend 40 hours of your week being miserable about your job. And it's so easy to think, you know, I'm just going to screw this job and quit. I think that it's fine to, I I think that it's, it's, it's okay for you to think that I want to do better for myself, but have a plan, right? Mm. Don't just, don't just, no, rage quitting is fine for video games. But not great for for jobs, so yeah. So so have a plan. If you think that you're not, if your current job is not giving what it what you think you deserve, then have a plan to get into a new situation that is is maybe better or at least not what it is, what you have now. Don't rage quit your job. Is what I what I would say is your is my parenting uh, tip of the week. All right, and I'm actually going to take that uh, to heart because every week I go into my job and I'm thinking, hey, you know what? <laughs> but no, yes, you're right. Have a job. Have a job before <laughs> you quit your current job. Nope, it's it's and it's always and and everybody learns this lesson. It's so much easier to get a job when you have a job. Like absolutely, like like 100%. oh, if this company has hired 100%. you and you want to come to work and you level up, great. But it's like, why aren't you working? Yeah, mm-hmm. what have you been doing for the past uh, thirteen months? <laughs> you know, oh, good times. One hundred percent of the Lego Star Wars. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I like I said, I looked at your LinkedIn and was a little confused and it hadn't got up there yet. Uh, my parenting tip, and I've already covered this. It's like, look, we take our kids to stuff, and it's like, you burlesque know, shows, burlesque shows. Right. You know, I mean, when I say drag show, it's like I, I part of me is like, oh, I got to explain it's a Tony Ward. No, fuck that. It's art. Take them to see live bands. Take them to museums. Even if they give you the Dave Osborne not thrilled with the question look, because I showed Joe the picture of my son. Dude, did you not nail it with the Dave Osborne thing? Was that not? Yeah, super absolutely. Dave, yeah. Right. And you can see the guy's ass like, you know, over him. And it's like, hey, at the same time, you can maybe tell which way they might be batting later in life because, <laughs> oh, dude, you weren't looking at that woman and she was right there. <laughs> you know? And and look, I also throw in there that, yeah, her, her mom who was dressed as a disco ball right there. Maybe you don't want to check it out with yeah, that. Right you know, it's a little but but dude, it was live music. It's like, get them the fuck out to like really see stuff and, and we same thing it's like you know the little guy came home with a, a, a flyer like there's a coming up there's a free like you lowell umass lowell hockey team it's like his school has a bunch of free tickets and i took him joe went last year we went take him to everything that you can yeah you know well, you know and, and that's that you know great point right like i mean obviously you know you were nice enough to get us a freaking lodging for 2010 olympics and i dragged my son along 
skipped right. a week of school. You know what? Yeah, the school because you know, I mean, the school wasn't happy about the fact that I pulled them out of school for a week. I said, yeah, you know what? I took them to the freaking Winter Olympics. Well, you, know, you could just, you know, right? uh, uh, how how much better station would he be in life right now if he went to school that week? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, and, how, and you how know, often and the, you... And now, now some of the other stuff that I've taken him, you know, like I don't know how much of a life lesson he learned from going to see heavy metal bands at Not Fest for three, you know, straight days of festival metal. But you know, he you know but, he got but, that too. But but, I mean, you know. but here's the thing: like now and then, the boys perk up when somebody brings something up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I was there." You know, it, it's like there was one time where like we got a call uh, or an email from his teachers, like, "Oh, he," you know, so the art teachers like. Grayson was saying he was all these places in Italy and stuff like that. Do you want to come in and talk about that? Like, mm. and and it's like they don't like you know. It was same thing. My management, like, she grew up all over the world, and and she used to talk. It's like they had two months vacation, and they would go to Korea for a month, and maybe Switzerland for two weeks and ski, and come back to you know to Boston where her dad was from. And she wanted to come back and spend every moment in Boston because this was where her friends were and stuff. But now she's like, I've seen this, and now I want to take them things. And and so I usually don't have a serious parenting tip, but it but it is absolutely true. We don't give a fuck what people say. Your son and you, you will never yes or no, Biff. You and you and your boy will never casually turn on the Winter Olympics, not see curling and say. Wasn't that fucking awesome? <laughs> definitely curling is a special one, right? No, seriously. That, like, we, right? I mean, we went as a yeah. joke. We honestly went as a joke yeah. as a lark. How fucking awesome was it? Yeah, it was it was incredible. And like, you know, we and we learned a lot, right? And I think ultimately, um maybe maybe it is kind of an indictment on the American education system where like going on vacation is better than being in school. But in the end, you know what? That was better than being in school, right? No, like like we were supposed to go to Chicago and I was going to let the boys miss Tuesday and Wednesday. But my oldest guy, you know, he ended up having an MRI on Tuesday night. So I'm like, well, we can't go to Chicago. But I let them miss two days to drive across the country to have how much one on one time or yeah. one on two time am I going to get with them? And so that's why when when we got thrown that curveball, that's why I said to my my 12 year old, I'm like, you know, we're, we're going to go. And he liked Montreal the last time we went there. And it wasn't a hard sell. It's like it's not just so when he goes back to school. Yeah, some people went here or there. It's like he went out of the country. You know, he and, and we got lost in, in the parking garage once we couldn't find it. And we just <laughs> talked. No, we had to talk to like five or six people. And he got to see firsthand, you know. When I would say bonjour or, 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 you know, like, please and thank you and stuff like that. When you say merci and, and he, uh, I'm circling this also back to, to, to one of my favorite moments going to the Olympics with you, Biff. And, and my son saw this firsthand now he's 12 and he understands it more than when we were there in 2019 and your boy was 10 at the time. We're checking out of a store and your boy says to you, is every I, it, it happened yesterday in my head? It yeah. happened yesterday. Yeah. He asked you, "Is everybody in Canada this nice?" And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I interjected. And I said, two things, buddy. First of all, yes, they are. <laughs> Second of all, where we come from, everybody's a prick." And yeah. and, 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 and Bish just looks at me like, "Yeah, he, yeah, he's right." So I said, by default, they yeah. look even nicer. I want to thank you. Know the, what, you know the funny for, thing. <laughs> For actually, you know, because the IOC, you know, had the, the Olympics in Vancouver, Vancouver was forced to get their shit together. They finally did, right? Yeah, well, yeah. No, no. And stop all the but atrocities. That's the cesshole it was before. Yes. 
But you know what? You know what's funny about about that quote is that six years ago he basically asked me the same thing because I took him to Toronto in two thousand and four, and like there there was this one time where like a randomly uh, like you know we uh, we went to one of those places and we kind of ordered some just I think it was one of those food truck kind of things we ordered food and blah blah blah, and the guy just randomly gave my son a bonus uh, uh, ice ice cream cone. Yeah. With you know, we didn't order it, you know, and and he, he you know he asked me the same thing, you know, are people this nice in this country? And it's like you know, and I I, I had the exact same answer that you gave. It's like, you know, it's a combination of things. Yes, people are this nice in this country, but also people in in U.S. Yeah, kind of. You know, I, I'm leaving Montreal. This happened. This is the last thing, and I'm turning over to you boys. I'm I'm talking to management. I'm at a red light. I look down at the phone because she's asking, like, I'm getting the map and trying to figure out how long I'm going to going to take to get home. I look up and the light was green for a couple seconds. There was three or four cars behind me. Nobody leaned on their horn. Like where we live, <laughs> there the, the car behind you is watching the light in the other direction. And when they see it go from yellow to bright yellow, and as it's going to red, they're already <laughs> leaning on the horn before the green light is. Yeah. And it's like nobody behind. It's Saturday morning, 930. Like nobody felt the need. I, to- honestly, those other four cars were also uh, checking their phones. <laughs> And we're distracted. And that's why I say there's a scourge on that nation. Distracted driving. It needs to be tackled immediately. Um, Jacques, it's been a pleasure, boys. But I got to get back to the uh, I got to get back to the uh, USO tour. And uh, <laughs> I got to Brooke Shields. Oh, my. She's a fox. What is she, 14 or something? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> something went horribly wrong. She's a little too young to be on the USO tour to be gawked at by soldiers. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to end the podcast? Oh, Biff, Biff. Um, hey, uh, thank you. Hi, it's all you. I am just go oh. with the USO and the Brooks Shields and the 14 year olds <laughs> and everything else, please. All right. So I do want to sincerely thank uh, our sponsors, um, BetterHelp.com. Where do you know BetterHelp? If you uh, if you if you feel like you can't afford a therapist but need to talk to somebody in a, another accent. That it has been, you know, co- briefly coached on how to respond to very serious mental health problems for a reasonable cost. Um, call Better Health, or I guess that's how it works. I mean, they're on every fucking podcast being sponsored. Something's wrong there. We shouldn't be streamlining this shit like fucking Walmart. It's mental health. You know, like WebMD is a bad thing. We shouldn't have the same thing. For... And this, is, this shouldn't be funny at all, but it, we're still laughing. <laughs> I know. What What has gone wrong in this country where we have to, you know, call a hotline for mental help um, instead of going to a doctor because they're too expensive? Ah, what are you going to do? You know what? Maybe the Olympics should come here. <laughs> Maybe Olympics and FIFA should come back to the U.S. and straighten us out. You know, make us change the error of our ways or show us the error of our ways or the error of my speech. Because I keep I'm like I'm like, uh, who's that guy that kept uh, the, the Norm Crosby that kept, uh, you know, using the malapropisms there? You know, um, anyways, what am I talking about? Oh, by the way, I did see that Norm Crosby was on that uh, Thanksgiving Day marathon of the Dean Martin roasts. On uh, the the decades network. Oh man, there's a there's a there's a bonus to having over the air channels. You get to see uh, fun old 
celebrity roast from the 1970s. And, I, <laughs> and I've never been more excited for a disclaimer in my life because they said right before the episode, like, this was filmed in the 1970s, and there may be inappropriate cultural references. <laughs> and I go, oh, baby, I hope there are. And then it's like, yeah. you know, the Dean Martin celebrity roast of Sammy oh. Davis Jr. <laughs> oh. and, I, and I'm just rubbing my hands like, yes. Uh, and Wilt Chamberlain is on the dais. And Milton Berle. I'm like, yes, yes, there is a God. And it, it was great. Um, anyways, check out the celebrity roasts of, uh, on Dean Martin. I think they're on DVD or streaming somewhere. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's a good time to have, you know, and, and it, it goes to show you how far we've come and how far we've yet to go in this mixed up country of ours. But, um, you don't have to go much further to the end of the podcast because we're here, baby. So don't forget. <laughs> Consider this
Just rinse and spit. 